Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the official business and fitness podcast. Guys, we bring you this podcast and hope for you to obtain the value, information, resources to help with your goals in business, fitness, health, and life. My name is John Fody. Beside me, Nick Saka. Nick Saka. I'm a very special guest for you today, guys. We're excited to have him here. Look, if you're looking at 10x your social media influence, get into real estate, be a real estate mogul, be a real estate investor, or even tips on entrepreneurship, I have the perfect person here for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the property bug. Mr. Kenny Caceres. Appreciate that, brother. Did I get that right? <laughs> you got it right. You got it, you got it right. <laughs> I'm I'm so I was about to put a little spin on it, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, bro, yeah. Well, thank you for having us today. Oh, shit, I finally got it done. Yeah, how long has it been? It's been a while. Six months we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. It's, been, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, your influence in the community, I got to say from the bottom of my heart, there's a lot of people that look up to you, a lot of young cats, because you are a young cat and you're hustling. Nobody would ever know that you, how old you are yeah. and what you're doing and the magnitude that you're doing. And so um, it's a blessing to have you here. I know you're going to give our listeners some value and help them out with you know their business and get their life together. You know I'm going to try to drop some gems. Definitely, man, definitely. So uh, for our listeners that don't know who you are, give us a little bit about your story, You know where you come from and then where you're at today. So name Kenny Cáceres, uh, born in Honduras, came to USA when I was five years old, bro. Uh, grew up here in Vegas the majority of my life. And uh, shit, man, just came into the business. Um, you can cuss, bro. You can cuss, bro. You can cuss, bro. But no, bro, like, so, uh, pretty much dropped out of high school when I was 17. Had my kid when I was 17 years old. So my first kid, I was 17 when we had her. And uh, dropped out, started watching my own business. Started actually as soon as I dropped out of school. Um, entrepreneur, jumped into opening my own car wash business. And that's what led me to pretty much coming across uh, the real estate side of the business. I used to watch this one guy's car, drove around a Rolls Royce and Bentley at that time. The economy was down down the drain, bro. So it was like seeing somebody so successful when everybody else around me was losing. My parents had just lost their house recently, 2011. And you know, 2013, this is me, 2013, watching cars was just like, what is going on here? Like, why is this dude doing so good? And we get barely 40 food at home, you know? Like I'm struggling to get my car wash business off the ground. So that's what, how old were you when you started car wash business? I was 17. So 17. when I uh, when my girl was pregnant, I was 16, turned 17 when my baby was born. My oldest was born. So at 17, the whole time I was working as in the dishwasher business. I was a dishwasher for a Chinese restaurant, and I saved up enough money. As soon as the day, like pretty much, I think it was a month after she was born, I uh, launched my own car wash business, and I started. I used to watch YouTube videos on learning how to detail cars. And man, I just took off from there. I started building a referral-based business pretty much from the very beginning without even knowing. And got into the mortgage business. I got a chance for the guy, that I, the client that I used to wash his car, gave me an opportunity to work for him. And uh, got, got started there, bro. I'm thinking I'm gonna be ready to make, you know, if I can make. I was making 300 bucks a day washing cars. I see this dude we're driving a Rolls Royce. So I'm like, if he's doing it, I can do it. I need to know what he's doing. Right? Yeah, I need to know what he's doing. But the thing that caught me, man, was honestly the fact that uh, I was struggling. I was fighting, having that that battle within myself because it's like, you know, our parents come to this country or for those that can relate, our parents come to this country and or even myself that I come to this country and it's like, you got to do better. You can't just go and do day labor jobs and you can't just get part of like, become part of the rat race for them. They want you to go above and beyond. 
And for the Hispanic, for my family, it was more about me becoming a doctor. It was like, you have to become a doctor, you have to be a nurse. Or, you know, uh, for my parents, that was the biggest disappointment because I dropped out of high school. And on top of that, having a kid at such a young age, it was like, you came to this country to have an opportunity, and you threw it away. Yo, you're fucking it up. Yeah, I threw it away, bro. And then on top of that, you know, 18, uh, I have some stories in between, like, where I got into the mortgage business, but I didn't focus, man. I didn't go all in right off the bat. I still half-stepped. I was getting in trouble, going to jail a couple of days, a couple of months sometimes, but all to, like, make a quick dollar because it was just a hustle in me. It was just like, I thought the mortgage business was going to reward me as soon as I committed, and it didn't. And in exchange of that, I was looking for easy come-ups or easy, you know, fast ways of making money. And that's what ruined, like you could say, my beginning youth time when I first got started in my 18th and 19th. My 18, when I was 18 and 19 years old, I threw that away, bro, because of the decisions I made. But I'm glad that, like, you know, at 20, I was able to get my shit together. What was that? What was that one thing? I know it triggers you. What was that one thing that was like, I can't do this shit no more? Man, the last chance that I got, uh, so... The reason I'm so dedicated now and I don't talk about it, this is actually, I, sh- I shared it with the last podcast, I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, I pretty much was going to go to prison for a while, bro. So, and I got a second opportunity to change my life around. Uh, hired a great attorney, was able to pretty much bail out and got a second opportunity in life. Instead of facing 10 years in prison, I got a, next, a second opportunity and this is my second chance. And the fact that I was able to do this and my mom, bro, she maxed out her credit cards, put a lien second on her property. So, close to $100,000 worth of debt that she pulled just to give me an extra chance. Oh my goodness. So now it's the first time I, I share it publicly. So that opportunity, she pulled that for me. And, and this is why I hustle so hard, bro. Cause it's like my mom put everything on the line to give me a second opportunity after me throwing away since I was 17. So I was like, if she that's gave me love. a second opportunity, that's love, bro. So uh, that got me going. I came back into the mortgage business. I was like, I had to go back where it all started. Like what caught my drive, what caught my attention, where did I want to be? So I went back literally, like I think at 20, uh, back to the guy that, that gave me the first opportunity in the mortgage business. And he just like brought me back on, hopped on the phone, bro. And literally like one year later, I'm running the sales team, cl- crushing in the, in the back end, like the refinance business and everything. But I still wanted to be my own entrepreneur. I was like, I want to run my own business. And January 1st, 2016, I launched, bro. I launched uh, my own investment company, started finding properties I was wholesaling at the time. I wasn't the investor. How old were you at this point? I was 21. Uh, I had just recently turned 21 and just launched my business from there. And Do you feel like the mortgage working for this dude gave you the skill set to move forward? Or absolutely, not? absolutely. I work with a lot of people in the mortgage business. One of the key things is to be successful, you have to network with others, like you and I are doing. It's not much you know who you know, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. It's pretty much it's who you hang around with as well. And a lot of times, it's like you don't want to hang out with the guys that you're killing the business. You want to hang out with the guys that are crushing it. So in the mortgage business, if you're hanging out with the realtors that are crushing the business, you're going to crush the industry. And you got to take care of those relationships and do what you say when you say you will. So it's like... That's what taught me, and that's why like my whole side of the investing side of the business is unconventional. I didn't start like the majority of the investors. My side of the business is the mortgage side. I come from the mortgage side, and I twisted that into the investing side of the business because that's what I, that's what I knew. Those were my skills and those were my traits, and I just applied it to the investing side, and we've been able to scale and grow. Let me ask you this: You said networking, you know, building relationships are very important. When did you figure out? When did it hit you that social media was the right path for you? All right, so when you first get started, you know, you want to network and let's be honest, man, sometimes our our days are consumed by day-to-day stuff that we have to do, you know, our days are consumed by stuff that we got going on. So one of the things was I realized that, and I remember watching Gary Vee, he shared about this, that we become consumers of other people. So it's just like, I don't have the time to grab lunch all the time or the time that I should be grabbing lunch with a particular person, 
I could give it to my kids an example, spend time with them. So what I realized was like everybody's has a face on, you know, has a face to their phone and they're on social media. So instead of me like scheduling an appointment, grabbing lunch and stuff like that, it was more like let me throw out the right content. I can engage, I can stay on top of them, and now I'm already communicating. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm still moving, we're still networking, we're still growing, I'm still in front of them. So as long as I'm creating and sharing the document, I mean sharing the content, people are consuming it. People that, love the story, bro. They love it, bro. So it's just they they just consume it, bro, and it makes it so much easier to network, and it's, it stays. We, I stay daily in front of them, so I don't necessarily have to run around grabbing lunch and dinner because as long as I'm collaborating with you through social media, showing the love. If you share, you sold a house, or she's got a new car, she's got married, and I'm the first one to comment, congratulate you, bro. Like I think, I think Instagram says I spend like about five hours a day on there. So, bro, but that's your business. That's my business. That's what it is, bro. I mean, if you, you guys, if you haven't followed Candy at Property Plug, you gotta follow him ASAP because, like a friend of mine said, that follows him. His stories are like, are like a reality TV show. Like, the, what's it with his investment properties? We're gonna get into that here shortly, but it's crazy. Like, you see some crazy shit on the Don't daily. And, yeah. <laughs> like, it's uh, it's actually really entertaining. So you guys are definitely. Uh, so you have a like the way you've attacked real estate's kind of, I guess, against the grain or you know, kind of un- unorthodox compared to like, you know, what I guess. Traditional real estate. Talk about you know your target demographic and how you're how you've grown that and you know maybe you know future plans or if you're gonna change that strategy at some point or like you know talk about your strategy. So um, one of the battles I encounter daily in my business is that I I believe in what I'm gonna do, but it's a battle when you're going a team that you have to implement that and get your team to do the same thing because like. In the traditional real estate, you have to market. You spend you spend thousand dollars budgeting, marketing, and all that trying to get in front of people. And one thing I realized is, if I can get to you and I can talk to you and I can collaborate, I don't care who you are. You can be the janitor, you can be the CEO. I'm gonna show you the same level of respect because the same people we're gonna market to are gonna spend thousands of dollars. You already know them, so it's just like if I plant that seed with you, you're gonna carry that seed with your people and your network. So that's what that's my biggest thing. It's just like I want I make sure that. It doesn't matter who you are. I try to network with that person. I try to grow and I try to make sure that they understand what I can do and what value they can have. And that's the difference that I have with everybody. Because the way I look at it is if you're gonna spend $20,000 to get in front of those people, how can I get in front of maybe 100 and those 100 people still potentially know those 20,000 other people? So it's just like, it makes it more genuine as well. Like, you know, we do business with people that either refer us. Like, I'm pretty sure if somebody recommended me and based off an ad, most people will go with the person I got recommended because the friend recommended them compared to just somebody who dropped an ad and they go that way. So I just try to stay in front of the people that others are spending spending thousands of dollars trying to get to. Right. I'm just getting to your friends, I'm getting to your family, getting to your uncles, and just going down that line. And we haven't even, like, I think we haven't even scratched the surface in my business ever. Uh-huh. So I think we're like 20, not even 20% to where we should be. Do you focus on a certain demographic? Everybody. 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 So it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter. I'll go to the gas station, I'll chop it with the lady, let her know. Uh, one thing about me is like, I make sure that I can give everybody vibe. If it's the waiter, if it's that I'm that I'm meeting with, uh, you know, serving us when I, we're at a restaurant, or if it's the guy that's selling your car, I want them to know that if you know somebody that wants to sell a property, I'm your guy. Or if you're in a situation, let's work. I got you. You know, I'll take care of you. So as long as I'm planning to see it, they carry it on, man. Like I changed my numbers twice in the last year, and it's all because of the amount of people I was getting close to like 80 calls a day incoming from people just recommending me. But it was started becoming more about I want to learn, I got questions, or hear about this, and it was distracting me from my main business. But I was like, I actually regretted the last time I did it because I was like, I missed out on a bunch of business. You know, all I had to do was delegate that task off to somebody else, 
and it would still continue going. But that was my mistake. But overall, bro, as long as you're planting seeds with those around you, your business is going to flourish. Yeah. And you, you, I love, I, 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 first of all, I agree with everything you fucking said right now, just because we're in the business of people and you don't discount any particular person. Like you said it yourself, like, you know, this person can know the person that I can do business because I can't do business with this person doesn't mean that I can't do business with them. So you get it. And you don't, you don't come off as like the, like, that's not your motives. I'm sure your motives is to plant the seed, to build a relationship, to get to know somebody, to add value to their life. And, and you know, you'll be the beneficiary of the greater good. Bro, some of my best deals have come off just from having genuine conversations with somebody. They're telling me their aunts in a certain situation, their uncles, you know, fighting for their life and cancer. And, you know, they need to sell the property to be able to pay off for the funeral expenses. Genuine conversations. And I feel like that's where... You don't have to fake it till you make it. You know, some people are trying to fake and make it seem like they're successful, they're already growing, that they're you know their business is flourishing. But in reality, if you're in the trenches and people know you, that's when people want to support you. Exactly. Honestly, that's what I see <laughs> when, you, when people see the real in you. Just because, just like with social media, you see so many different personalities, yeah, and things like that in that reality. So when you're real, when you're genuine, when you build these meaningful relationships, when you don't try to sell somebody, but you just try to gain the relationship, absolutely, those seeds they go so much further down absolutely. the line. That's what builds your pipeline. And I think that's how you and I have been collaborating so much. Exactly. Like the love and, and that we're sharing back and forth, you know, through social media. That's I have I haven't met you, bro, but exactly. I feel like I've been knowing you for a while. We, I see eye to eye with this dude just because of the hustle. Like I'm in the car business, that's what it's about. You gotta hustle, you gotta go after him. That's what he does in the real estate. That's why I love this fucking dude right here. So um yes. I had a I had a thought, um no, I fucking lost that train of thought anyways. <laughs> so you uh one of the questions is are you've you've overcome you've had some obstacles right let's talk about the obstacles that and okay that's what i was gonna say hold on it came back to me all right it came back to me people people can relate to you because it's just like dude this dude ain't too much different than me like and and you kind of meet people where where they're at you know and so you're like holy shit he's human you know what i'm saying he's talking about he's talking about the same shit that i'm going through you're not on this pedestal and so i think that's why you're growing so fast that's why your social media following is 10 things so far what is that saying this is the America loves an underdog story. Yeah. And it's like, I, I realized that because originally when I first got started trying to grow my Instagram, I wanted to sell the, the lifestyle. Uh, actually, my camera person, she would go around taking pictures of fancy houses and stuff like that. But it was like, selling the dream. Selling the dream. But I was like, man, I'm not living that. Like, I still got to come back home. That shit is so played out yeah, right now. It's played out. Yeah. Fancy watches, bro. None of that. Like, you know, and I don't dress in that manner no more because as well, like, I want to stay, I want to be able to relate with like i said again the janitor or the ceo like i feel like if you're gen- if you're it's called if you're collaborating with the janitor or talking to the janitor he needs to know that he can relate to you and then if you're having the way you communicate with the ceo is by the way you communicate like your what the way you pronounce words or your vocabulary and stuff like that people of different sides of life i guess or different walks of life they see you and they, and they judge you differently based off the way you communicate or based off the way you dress so i try to like carry myself in both ways. So. How do you feel about dressing professionally? Say, say you go walk in the Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. right? And the CEO's there. And you just say you want now. I don't have a problem with it at yeah. all. Like you, can, like you said, you can network and build relationships with anybody. Why don't mm-hmm. you work with this gentleman? Do you think he'll respect you the same if you're not in his, in his building with a suit and tie and ready to go? Absolutely, because it's more based off the way I'm holding a conversation. You get me? Uh, a lot of guys that dress up in suits, and I don't knock it. A lot of guys that show up to places like that, Berkshire Hathaway, and they're showing up in a suit. You're asking for an opportunity. And I feel like when you're comfortable with yourself and you know where you're standing, you're, you believe in yourself enough to know where you stand in life, you don't have to fake it, man. You got to show up. And it's two things that it comes down to. And this dude represents the two things that I 
think about, pray about, eat, sleep, is courage and um, certainty. Those two things you definitely have, courage and certainty. So that, to, that, to that point, uh, I feel like the more you can shake somebody's like core, so you do meet the CEO of some company, the more you can talk about everything other than business with that person, the more you'll connect with them. Hmm. Yep. You know? Like, you don't, everything doesn't have to be... Because they all feel like they're getting sold. Like, when you're up in that, on that pedestal and, and you've seen it all, like, they feel like, what is this dude want now? Yeah. Like, what are you coming at me? Oh, and then you just hit him with a, you know, 180, like, oh, you know, bring up something just totally different that's based on actually, the relationship. I was actually going to share that uh, last night. I was going to drop a quote that says, like, some of my biggest relationships I've ever secured has been over tacos and beer. I'm at that bougie dining and ego stroking for me. Like, because mm. a, a lot of, like you said, some of these guys are dressed up, bro. Like, they're dressed up. When they're I, getting sold, but sometimes, like, the simple right. things in life close to you. I, when I interview people, sometimes, like, I can tell they're nervous, but I see their potential. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll either cuss yeah. or I'll ask them, what's your favorite beer? Mm-hmm. Just to get them to, like, shake their yeah, nerves, you know? Like, yo, I need the real you real quick. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know there's potential there. Yeah. Let me shake your nerves real quick. What, what's your favorite beer? <laughs> and then that shakes him up like, oh shit, and then it brings out the real them. I love that, man. So, real quick, so we're explain to us your building, the facility that we're in, guys. This is like a really cool setup. Um, obviously, he's into real estate investing. Why, why open up this facility? What, what's your plans? What's your goals? What's your motives? And why did you hire the people that you hired? Well, the location was, uh, for me, was key. Um, one, again, goes to documenting or creating. I wanted to document how. Even like when we're flipping houses, why not take that same journey into your office building? So I wanted to share with other entrepreneurs, like you don't need to get the fancy the penthouse. Like there's so many entrepreneurs that think they have to go from their garage or their mom's house and go get a fancy little office downtown, wherever city that they're in and have a fancy office. It's just like, no, you can't, you, you have to stay reachable. I believe this is the word I'm looking for. You have to stay within people's distance, you know, where they can reach and touch you. And that's what this office is about. Like right behind our, our you know i just can't see it but right behind us is a neighborhood there's a neighborhood right in front of us is a neighborhood but it's right off the main intersection of a highway this is on like traffic doesn't stop it comes and goes all day so we're in front of people and the craziest thing when i open this office my followers close to like 40 to 50 followers are drive by and take a picture of my office like yo i see you coming i see the progress oh shit you're there can i drop by some people came through and it's like, a busy street yeah you know uh and they it's a city that like it's a street that connects from different sides of town but that's the main reason I selected this particular uh, office because it's like it's right where anybody can reach. It's not in a fancy neighborhood. It's not in a fancy location. I could have had it if I wanted to, but I was like, I want to stay where people can come and still relate, you know. And I wanted a building as well that I could show the transformation, and as well something that down the road I can potentially even flip this building. You know, there's some negotiations. There's still negotiations with the owner of potentially being able to buy it, and down the road I, I can you know flip it. But I already did the rehabs. We were able to install the studio. And we did a full time. You know, full, uh, full blown out photography studio that we're going to be using and giving pretty much letting anybody use it for free. And coming down to my team, man, uh, I look at people that genuine, like that want to genuinely grow and that want to focus on bettering themselves. Like I, I, you know, I've had some of the best salesmen work for me, but like I don't, I don't, I want to be able to break bread with you and not talk business. And if that's all you're at, if all you care about is the numbers, then I'm not really like. You running that a lot? I see. How's your turnover? Um. Pretty yeah. bad. We turn over a lot of That's people. Okay. Yeah, we turn over a lot of people because uh, you know one of the things is I, I hate greed. I hate greed. I hate anybody that like not. I don't hate anybody, but I hate when people focus on uh, their pockets over helping those around them. Because you know, like one of the things about me, you know, I talk to my team knows that is 
I won't ever sit down in front of you and eat knowing that you don't have a plate of food. So it's just like, I make sure that whoever, that same culture gets carried through my company. And I, and I test it, you know, it's one of the things I test. I test like the reality, like the one-on-one with somebody. It's like, if you're going out for coffee, did you invite somebody else for a cup of coffee? Because when I go to coffee, I ate once, one who wants this, and I want that culture carried on through the company. And if I don't see that, that's a cancer and I gotta cut it out. That's one of the main reasons that we have like such a big turnover because of the test, like I need to see your personality. Because if, you know, like as we're going, as we're making money, the money's only gonna magnify what you already are. And if I already see you're not even taking care of somebody when you don't have nothing or when you're growing, yeah. then you know, that's the main reason like the turnover is so big. I, I make sure that everybody understands that the culture and, and being one-on-one and genuine with everybody is what's going to get you further in life. Awesome. So. You have a good culture here. How do you, how do you build that culture? Uh, so I haven't taken with this new team because we're new to this office and the team's pretty much new. I only got two of my guys from my old location that came with me to this new office. But uh, normally I would take one-on-one times. Like we would go to the lake. Uh, I try to go to regular places like lakes, or we'll go grab a beer, go watch a hockey game, um, spend time one-on-one as a team. Uh, everybody has to bring something specific. Like like you said, the beer. What's your favorite beer? All right, you're, you're bringing the beer. You're bringing the carne. You're gonna cook it. Everybody gets a roll, and and then you know we're all breaking bread. You know, and that's one of my biggest things. Or for right now at this new location, what we do is every Monday I have I have I buy lunch for the team, and we all sit down and have lunch together. It's just like, we just get to talk, and, we, and for me, it's all about bullshit, too, but you gotta bullshit. That's, that's interesting. I like that. I might have to incorporate that, to. because mine's is like, on Friday, if we earn it, mm. we'll get it. You're setting the tone from the beginning from of the, the very week. beginning. I like that. Yeah, because I, I want the bar set high. Like, uh, I don't, you get me? Like, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want them to earn it. Like, it's like, this is what we're going to do anyway. We're going to break bread daily. So it's like some Fast and Furious type shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like <laughs> 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 make you think about. We're gonna break, break the bread. I see Kenny on the snap sometimes. He's like, I'm here at 7:30 a.m. Where you guys at? Where you guys at? Yeah, try to challenge him, and, and it like sometimes when I call him out publicly, the next day everybody shows up early in the morning. You know, so it's one of the things. Like, like, a little blast. Yeah, you gotta get blasted. <laughs> how, how do you, I got a question. How do you feel about? Because it's, it's it's a challenge that I somewhat run into, um, which is. Shit, when they all follow me on social media, it's like they get the glimpse of my whole entire fucking life. Yeah. You know, they get my gym selfies, you know what I'm saying? They get my fucking shirtless photos. <laughs> like, if you're going to follow me on social media, you're going to get everything. So it makes it a little uncomfortable in that respect. How do you, how do you, set, those, how do you set those boundaries to where they still kind of respect you, you know? See that? I'm sure you've had some people where they're like, Oh, Kenny, we're boys, right? We're we're homies, right? You know what I'm saying? How do you separate that and say, hey, at the end of this fucking business, right? I dress up from the get go when somebody gets started. I let them know that like, we're gonna break bread, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna chop it up. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you know, when the business decisions need to be made, you're gonna have to respond to your actions, or you're gonna have consequences. So they know, like, when it comes to business, I'm on point because that's how I am. And one of the reasons is like, if I outperform you, you got questions to answer. You know, if I'm outperforming, I'm closing more deals when I'm not even prospecting the amount of hours that you guys are, then there's some questions. Like, a lot of my guys give me something like bullshitting on Instagram or just laying down in the office or doing something. But when I get up, everything has a reason. Like, I tell them, like, you don't need to work eight hours a day if you're an entrepreneur. What you need to do is you got to learn how to use the time. Like, you can't be busy. You got to be productive. And I teach them that. It's like, when it's time to be productive, we got to be productive. You know, it's not bullshit or bullshit. But then as well, like, like I said, it all goes back to how I want to get to know them on their 
um, the comfortable situation when they're drinking a the beer, when they're having lunch, like that's when the most vulnerable. That's when the most. That's when pretty much everything's exposed. I want to. Yeah. I want to know like if you see somebody's hands dirty, you're gonna pass them a napkin while they're eating. Like little things like that go a long way for me because that's who you are, the person. You know, if you see somebody struggling or somebody didn't bring money for lunch, like who's gonna be the first one to offer up pay for that person in the team that bring money for lunch? Mm. And I and I and I see that because now. Now I'm able to judge you more, and I keep an eye on that more and more. You know, like this morning, I dropped on the group chat, like, "Who loves me enough to go get me a coffee this morning?" And the team responded, so it's just like because they know if I gotta buy lunch, I'll buy it for everybody. But and I just little stuff like that is like test, like testing the personalities and testing. But you set the tone every single. Day. I have to. I have to. And so. a question for you now: Would you rather hire somebody with experience in real estate, or without experience in sales, everything, uh, or you like somebody who's coachable that you can train? Have you ever watched the movie Boiler Room? I haven't. I'm slipping on that one. I haven't. <laughs> the boiler room when uh, there's a scene where he, the, all the brokers come in and uh, I think it was uh, I forgot his name. Uh, it was an actor comes in. And he tells he tells the guys like who has their who has their broker's license and a couple raise their hands and like, get out because he wants to train newbies and it's like that's what I'm on. Like I want to bring in. You want the people that are hungry. Yeah, I want the people that are hungry. Yeah. Like that's I want the drive. I want like the guys that have their back against the wall and I want to see how they perform with them. You know, and that's kind of what originally we did when we built our team. We had guys paying in. Like I had, a, I had a competitor complain to me. He's like, "One of your guys left your office, came and worked for me because he said he had to pay you to work for you." I was like, "I didn't, he didn't have to pay me. He had to put up money so he be, get one-on-one education." But what he didn't tell you was, if he would have closed a deal, that would have been refunded to him on top of the deal he would have made. But it's because I want, like I want, license. yeah, I want, I want to be an insurance broker. You yeah. got to pay for your own. You license. have to pay for it. Yeah. And I want to see what people, how people react when they put when they're against the wall. You know, and that's kind of my thing. And I'm trying to change it as well. Like, yeah, I, I want the underdog story and I want to continue that. But at the same time, I don't want to perform out of pressure all the time. You know, I don't want to perform under pressure. Like, I know I can perform under pressure, but now what do I do when I'm comfortable? And that's where I want to, like, start growing and as well helping my team grow. When we're comfortable and deals are closing, everybody's eating, where are we? We don't want to end up with our back against the wall and then start performing. But when I bring somebody else in, I'm more about their story, like, where you at? Like, I want to see, like, I don't want to hear excuses of how come you didn't pay your rent. Like, what are you doing after you leave the office, even if you can't afford to pay your rent, or if you can't afford to eat, what are you doing, or what can you compensate in return? Like, I've had one guy one time come to me, he's like, look, man, he's like, I can't work for you, but I can't afford to eat. And But at the same time, there was another guy next to him, same situation, but he's like, can I go to your projects and start cleaning up the properties after office? So it's like, the one giving me excuses because he can't close the deal, mm-hmm. I cut him out the way, but the guy telling me, you know, he had the first guy had a victim mentality, but the other guys like even if I'm here at the office prospecting, I still can I still do something right. else outside of the hours that I'm prospecting back to day labor and until I can get it going. I think Gary Vee talks about that as well. Sometimes you can keep your job until the entrepreneurship side kicks in and then yeah. you can let it go. Make the most amount of money at least amount of time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One was being one was like I got a lack of resources. One was being resourceful. Exactly. He knew like uh, he actually went and trashed out two or three of my properties, and he's like, you're, I, "I see you're paying these other guys fifteen hundred bucks." He's like, "Can can you just pay me? I'll go trash them out, and then I can still show up the next day." I'm like, "I just don't." And I told him, "I don't want. I don't want you to distract." He's like, "I'll go do it at night. You know, if I got to take a flash shots, I'll empty it out, trash it out, but I'll be here tomorrow." Mm-hmm. At the same time. Well, speaking of trashing out yeah. properties, you actually just opened up business let's talk about yeah. that what'd you, what'd you open up so we have uh we like to call it the sneak attack which is our, our trash out company we have a a junk removal company that specializes in producing leads for real estate man it's, it's a trash out company junk removal but overall is also producing those leads. that's creative as fuck. <laughs> hey everything kenny does man is a funnel i love it <laughs> it's, it's it's all for the for the main the big picture it's yeah the big vision man wow. I, I committed going all into real estate so 
it's just about staying focused on the main the main focus. But you know, a lot of people talk about a lot of entrepreneurs talk about creating seven seven streams of income, and I'm like I'm so against that. It's like if you pick your first hustle, and if yeah. that one's gonna, and that one's gonna get good, grow that as much as possible, yeah. and then start adding. If you're gonna add six other ones or three other ones, make sure they go hand in hand with you, what you're already doing. And that's what Trash Out Pros does. It goes literally hand in hand with what we're doing. We already have the resources within our own relationships, the own realtors that are working. Yeah. It's just another service that goes out and helps our, our our relationships that we have with realtors, investors, or wholesalers, and it services them the properties or as well. It goes to homeowners and it trashes out the properties. But once we're there, the properties are fully full of junk, they're hoarders. The next question is, what are you gonna do after you trash it out? Well, I'm thinking about selling. Well, why don't you? Wanting to save the money, and we can present you with the guy that wants to buy the property right there and then. So done. You're there to close the deal. Yeah. Close the deal. So and it's just done. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now instead of paying again for marketing, is now an operation now getting close to making five figures this month, and as well producing two to three deals a month. So. Now let me ask you something. Do you think there's a higher profit margin on like I know you do mobile homes, yeah. right? Yeah. Mobile homes, and you do lower class properties. Yeah. Now talk about that doing like middle class, middle class homes, and you know. 200,000, 300,000 plus. So in Vegas, uh, I, I found a niche and I focused on the manufacturers with mobile homes with land. And the reason I focused on that particular niche was, again, it was survival. When I was first getting started, I couldn't find any middle-class properties to sell them. But I knew a lot of families that had 50, 60 grand in literally under their mattress. And it's like, well, how can I go with the guys that have the money? What product can I give them? And one of the products was selling the manufactured homes. They wanted to own a property, but they couldn't afford a $100,000 house or $200,000 house cash. But nobody was paying, none of the investors at that time were paying attention to the manufacturer side of the industry. There's only, I think, like 3,500 of them here in Vegas. So getting in front of that and locking them down, talking to the sellers, locking them down. Nobody wants to do the dirty work. Nobody wants You're to do doing the fucking, the dirty work. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what, you know, it's Building this foundation, though. You could take yeah. this foundation anywhere. No, and, and that's one thing, bro. Like, uh, too many people get into real estate and they want to live a flashy lifestyle. It's like, I can have it if I want to. Like, I know I can afford it if I wanted to, but... Like, I know damn well, like, at the end of the day, I still have to walk. Like, I can't go to a homeowner dressed up in a suit, running a Rolex, and expect them to see I have some interest or better interest, you know, to help them out. Compared to if I can relate to him, even the way, by the way that I'm dressed, the homeowners now are more receptive. They don't see me as a stuck-up guy showing up and stuff like that. They don't judge you right off the bat. You know, a lot of guys show up and wearing the Louis, wearing the, you know, wearing the expensive designer clothing that it automatically puts the guards up when you're dealing with the sellers. Yeah. You know, that's what a lot of trying to sell me, dude. Yeah, exactly. And you could tell where, where who's who's benefiting out of that situation right off the bat. I don't knock it, but you know you got to understand what position you're playing with. If you're playing with people in, in like you said, like uh, in some messed up situations, like homeowners that are in certain situations, you can't. You have to know how to cater to that particular clientele, as well as if you're gonna uh, cater with the middle class in some of the hiring properties, they they don't want to see you pull up a, a certain way. You know, they want to see you pull up bumping music. They want to see how you communicate, how you gather information, all that. So the two different markets are completely different. But we've been able to learn, like, my middle class and up properties, they're all referred by professionals, real estate agents and all that. Um, I've been able to build business with them. So I don't, none of my team's prospects those. Like, down, you could pretty much say the properties in the gutter, that's what my sales team focuses on. And those are the ones that we go out of lockdown, deal directly with the sellers. But honestly, like, that, that's the most entertaining for me. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like, <laughs> you hear your stories, your social media is like, a, like, like, like sometimes his sometimes his story looks like some Resident Evil type shit. Like you never know, like some zombies gonna come out the closet or. What's some? I mean, that's, what's, what's one? Give me one crazy story that you went into. I don't know if it has to do with the homeless, crackheads. I know you're talking about a ball. Just give me one. 
So what happened? Like, let's reverse reverse this real quick or, or rewind this a little yeah. bit. Like, so you buy these properties, and then after you buy them, you, you're going into them, right? For, so for our for our listeners that don't understand the game, so pretty much we have a sales team that prospects homeowners. They they find properties, and then um, nine times out of ten, we're buying the property side and scene. We're going based off the numbers. So we don't know what we're going to encounter once we buy them. <laughs> and the thing is, like the reason we buy them side and scene is to get in front of them more aggressive than any investor. Because again, based off the question you asked earlier, was you build the business like unconventional. So the the traditional way is. You submit, you, you schedule an appointment, you wanna see the property, then you submit an offer, then you go forward. We're aggressive to a point where it's just like, even if shit hits the fan, we have an in-house rehab crew that can fix the house at a discount price, so we don't care, we'll come in aggressive, we'll submit an offer, and, and realtors or sellers will be like, well, you haven't seen the property, it doesn't matter, we'll take care of it. Like, and so far, based on- Worry about it. <laughs> we, we get it done, and once we get in that position is when we already bought the property, silencing, as long as the numbers make sense, it's all numbers at the end of the day, as long as the numbers make sense, we move forward. And now once we're in front of that, that's when we pretty much come across all these zombie properties, man. Uh, they all have similar stories, brother. It's all a bunch of junkies. It's a bunch of like uh, needles everywhere, uh, horror situations. Um, I think one of the craziest ones I had was a, a manufactured home, only two bedrooms, and there was 16 people living there. Oh, 16 shit. people living there, and it was, there was, there was this one guy who was missing a piece of meat off his leg, bro. It was like live meat, it had flies on it. was It was gory. Freaking daughters cracked out in another room. Everybody in that house was cracked out. The main drug dealer lived, in, lived with them. So it was it was almost six months of trying to get them evicted, trying to get them out of the property. Oh, so uh, even to a point that we had to ram one of our trucks into the fence to be able to pull one of the guys out just to like pretty much help the police get get access to the back of the property. So it was vicious, man. It was, but a lot of the properties that we go to, you seem like you enjoy it though. Like it's like, like it's fun to you. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, bro. A lot of these, like, and you know, it's kind of a diss here. Like a lot of uh, investors, they, they want to go all Hollywood, you know, once they get into the business and they want to send somebody else to deal with that. It's like, I like it. Like I want to get in position to, honestly, I'm still waiting for somebody to throw it down. I, mean, I, want, to, I want to record myself finding a bum or something. So I like it. It gives me, it gives me something to do. It gives bum me something to start. Yeah, bum, bum fight, bro. So, yeah, that's the one that's going to go viral too much. So, yeah, that's a mark. it's fun, bro. It gives me something to do. But that's what makes you so entertaining on social media, right? <laughs> like, like you are by far the most interesting real estate person that I know, I that I follow. That. Appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys, like, we'll, he'll, get, he'll plug in all of his... We need to get this dude a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. But uh, we'll, we'll plug in all the social media. You guys can see what we're talking about because he stays posting stuff. But Yeah, man, I think it's all about knowing how to switch it up. When, when to go, uh, when you have to do, like, down, like, pretty much get in the gutter. And then when you have to clean it up and get all professional. So as long as you know how to have fun, enjoy. I want to enjoy this journey. But you're selling the hope. Like, if you go into something that looks like... When you show some of these properties, sometimes I'm like, I won't even walk in that fucking house. Yeah. Like, you couldn't pay me to walk in. Exactly. I'm going to breathe. Catch <laughs> <laughs> like, AIDS. You mean you turn into a nice property for somebody to move into? Yeah. And, nice and that's the name of your company, which is Building Back the Block. Uh, so we have a movement called Buying Back the Block. Buying Back the Block. Buying Back the Block is, is more about an online connecting with people who, underdogs, you know, people who want to get up, hustle, grind. But our main company is Vegas Redevelopment Group. And that's pretty much like where it comes into catering as well. Like I, I try to know how to cater to my social media demographics, which is buying back the block. People can relate to that. But as well now, you know, the professionals in the business, they won't, they will, let's be honest, nobody's going to bring a property to some kid whose name's a company buying back the block. So 
uh, we, we come up with a legit, legitimate name and it's Vegas Redevelopment Group and that's the company that we, we try to brand with the professionals and as well, like, like I said, with it's social It's a fun, right? Yes, yeah, it's a Everything has to have a purpose in what we do, man, so. Quick question uh, while we're on the topic. For, uh, for anybody that's interested in getting into real estate, you know, what's something that you would tell them? And I know you have a program yourself that can get paid somebody pretty well, like over a quick amount of time just by referring to somebody, right? Absolutely. We have we have a referral program. If somebody wants to sell a property and it's within Vegas or California, um, if they know somebody, they can refer us in. You know, if we buy the property at the right price, we're paying anywhere from 2000 to $5,000 cash. 2000 to 5000 Yeah, referral okay. fee. And then... Uh, you know, if somebody wants to get into real estate. That shit's on my $20 gift cards. If you send me a quote, you know what I'm saying? By, by the way, you, like, it up. you want a $20 gift card? Like, um. Don't waste my time. <laughs> so what would you tell somebody that's interested in getting into real estate? Maybe as an investor. Somebody who's been thinking about it just kind of. See, that's the thing. Uh, it's all right in front of you, bro. It's all right in front of you. Like, this opportunities are endless if. You just, you just have your Is eyes. Is it a perfect timing? Does it matter on the market higher level? Doesn't, doesn't matter. There's always situations. You know, we like one of the things I had in previous meetings before you guys showed up was somebody's asking like, "What? Where do you find these deals? How do you find them?" It's like, do you know somebody's ever got their car repoed? Do you know somebody's ever is falling behind on the power bill? Do you know somebody who doesn't pay the water bill? Do you know somebody who might be getting evicted? We all know somebody's getting evicted at some point in time or can't afford the rent. So what I've done, I've been able to build like a niche of a lot of people who might be getting evicted. Instead of them getting evicted in 30 days, why don't you shoot me your landlord's number? Let me call him directly. He doesn't want to deal with you. Of course, that's the reason he's kicking you out. So if I can, if I can come to a conclusion with the landlord or buy the property, and in return, I'm going to give you an extra 30 days and put three to $5,000 in your pocket. So it's just something that like we all know somebody who's going through a situation. So it's not like the deals are magically popping out of nowhere. You know, it's just everybody's going through a situation. It's life. It's real estate. Whoever, every, we that's all, with anything, I think. If you want to, you got Exactly. It's right in front of you. And, you know, it's tons of knowledge, man. We're dropping a course pretty much going to talk about that back end of the business of what we're doing the wrong stuff. But there's so much free content right now, especially the era we live in. YouTube is flooded with them. Uh, Instagram is flooded with guys that are teaching. But I think anything, if you want it bad enough, you don't, even, you don't need to pay anybody for it. It's right in front of you. You just, all the information is out there for free. Free. That's you know? anything. And I always recommend get a mentor, man. Uh, wherever city and state you're in, get a mentor if you can get into real estate. Uh, don't overanalyze. I would um, think he says it. Oh, what is it? Anal and anal uh, analysis analysis paralysis. Yeah, analysis paralysis, man. So it creates that. So just don't overanalyze the business. If the numbers make sense and you know you get the job done and you got the money in, in the bank, go for it. Man. You, you gotta know? take risks, right? You gotta take risks. Absolutely. I agree. So we're going to go back into the social media, uh, social media topic. Um, you keep it real. You're, 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 you're authentic self, right? You show a little bit of, you show a lot of business. You show a lot of entrepreneurship. You show the real estate side of things. You show the day-to-day the -day operations. You show, um, you know, you're a father and that, you know, the, um, the family side of things. You're recently getting into fitness, which, you know, we love to see that. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be... Um, in tremendous shape here and by, by Olympia, he said. So yeah, holding, him, holding him accountable to that. Um, and, and, and you kind of cater to any and all demographics. You've even posted smoking weed on your social media. Yeah. Talk about being your authentic self, even to where some people say like, well, why would you smoke weed? You know, that's, uh, that's bad for business, so on and so forth. And, you know, kind of talking to being, talking to that. So the era that we... The era that we're in now, bro, uh, the coolest thing is that we have is pretty much people can pick and choose, especially on Instagram, people can pick and choose who they want to follow. 
and it's just like as simple as uh, you can either, if you don't like it, you can either simply unfollow me, or if you like it, you relate to it more, and now you start consuming it even more. Um, from smoking weed to doing all that, it, it all has a reason and a purpose. So, you know, we have an audience that I have, I know my audience, and I try to take genuine care and interest in what my audience is into. Like, yes, when I share about my kids and I post them, sometimes if I go a month without posting my kids, I got the moms reaching out, like, hey, what's up? How's your, how's your daughter? How, are you still dropping her off? Are you still walking into class? It's like Jesus, like you want to I, see they, yeah, you, they want to see everything. Then there's those that like I have people reach out to me like, hey man, um, what do you, what do you, how do you get up every morning after smoking? He's like, cause I don't drink, like I don't drink, you know, I don't, I don't have, I'll smoke weed to pretty much get the edge off and just fall asleep and, and pretty much just to sleep. But I don't mix both, you know, alcohol and marijuana together. But it pretty much for me is just more. You don't need to work with everybody. As long as if I have 10 people I work with every month and they bring me business, let's say 10 people bring me a deal a month, that's 120 transactions a year that I'm doing right off the bat. Like that's a successful company right there. Just my, from me directly, plus what my team generates. So I'm not looking to please everybody, man. I, I think once you, once you get comfortable with yourself and you stop caring what everybody else thinks, you're going to start succeeding. You're going to live such a better life, man. Like I really don't care what anybody thinks. Like I've been, I've been criticized for having a trash out company. It's like how to... How do you grow and scale? I had a big time investor message me. He's like, I think it's one of the stupid decisions you ever made going from being a real estate investor to taking out trash. So I'm like, and I didn't, I, I didn't, at first, before, before the growth, I would have tried to answer that. And I was like, okay, well, cool. Thanks. Appreciate the advice. But I didn't even feed into it. I didn't have to explain myself because I know why I'm doing it. And as when you know when you're doing it, it's over, man. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what I try to, I, I, I tell anybody and I give anybody's advice. If you're, if you're, once you get comfortable with yourself, you, you stop caring what everybody else around you thinks and then sure that's what made people great you think yeah. like steve jobs and you know the exactly. Warren Buffett, all these people listen to other people exactly. no they don't they do what's true to them and yeah. what makes sense and what's going to get them where they want to be yeah, one, of the, one of the things that now i literally gets my blood going and some people are like oh the average millionaire does this the average millionaire is like why do you want to be the average millionaire <laughs> Right. You why, get, do you right. Be average? why do you want to be average? Why you put like, an average in front of no, The average millionaire reads sixty bucks. Like, why do you want to be average? Like, yeah. if, how do you know the average millionaire reads sixty books? Man, like, I've been on the same book for the past two months. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know where somebody could fit in so much time to read, but I don't knock it either, you know. But at the end of the day, why do you want to be average? Be yourself. Push yourself yeah. to other levels and grow. And like, stop comparing yourself to other people. Did did, uh, did you learn everything just through experience, or was there any sort of self development? Um. Shit, man, hard knocks, bro. It like, seems like the school of hard knocks, yeah, right? Hard knocks, but I, I implemented daily. Like I, I put myself in a situation. I think I think it was Gary Vee one time. He's like, he puts himself in a dark place and he thinks about like, what would he be if his kid died that day or when his wife dies and stuff like that. So I put myself in that situation. Like I know what's it like to go through that. I grew up through that, man. I, I see the mentality. And he's just like, I don't want, to, I don't want to have that again. You never want to go back. To I don't that want to place. go back to that. But if it goes back to it, man, like. um I think Grant Cardone says something like, I will never lose it all because even when I lose it all, I'll still find a way to like make a comeback, make it, you know, you can find a solution. It's just like, and if there's, there's really no reason why you should lose it all once you've gained the experience and all that because even, even when, you're, when you're about to lose it all, you can still be selling a product or a coaching on how not to lose it all or how to right. avoid losing it all like yourself and people will still buy it. But at that so, point, you're such valuable as a person that yeah. You can exactly. do anything you want. Well, it's like that, that saying that they say if they were to distribute all the wealth evenly amongst the world, it would be only six to 12 months before all the successful people would have it back again. Exactly. exactly. Because you understand the skill sets, yeah. the, everybody, everything it took to, to get to that point. Absolutely. Yeah, so, even, if, even if everybody became a millionaire, there are those that are going to want to have more than the guy next to them. 
And yeah. it's crazy because it's our it's our human nature. We want we want more. Some people want more than others. Some people don't want nothing. So. What do you got? We're gonna wrap up here soon. Probably got a couple. A little, little, little bit more time. Uh, We're good. Talk about building your personal brand. What would you recommend to people to build that personal brand? You've, you've grown at a very fast pace, and you, you have all these strategies where, where I think it's, it'll seriously be a matter of time before you know, you're, you're literally like the, like the person, in, that guy in Vegas, right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So talk about how, how, what would you tell somebody who was trying to grow their social media? Well, I'm pretty sure we all, we all know somebody or been associated with somebody who's the multi-level marketing side of the business yeah and the first thing they tell you is go talk to three people that you know and you get those three people bring three more people so you kind of want to implement the same rule of thumbs in, in social media is like get three people to like shout you out add value one and value adding value doesn't always necessarily mean like drop a motivational quote or fucking act successful and think that you wake up at 6 a.m now everybody needs to be valuable like that sometimes just value is sharing the experience like an example if you're in the insurance business sharing how you could have closed that client, but because of something you said or because you didn't take the time or you weren't patient enough to take that full process, then it's why you lost that client. And then somebody could relate to that. And right off the bat, that's value. You know? So for me, it's more about added value. Mm. Um, bring people in pretty much more like bring those around you to understand what you do. Do people around you, your direct circle, know what you do? Because some people are like, oh, I only have 400 followers. Like, that's a lot, man. If you ever attended a church, some churches are filled up with 300, 400 people. Right. And if 300, 200 people are, are tuning in to watch your stories daily, you have yourself a congregation of people. So what are you taking the time to say, man? <laughs> right. You get me? So, so. Too, many, too many people out there compared to other people. Yes, absolutely. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? That's the worst thing you could do. You got It's all about perspective. We talked about this plenty of times. Like, what are you doing what you got and what's in front of you? What network are you building exactly. for what use you Use what have. you have to get where you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just like for me, it's just use everything that's literally right in front of you to get where you want to be. If you got 200 people, what if those 200 people, how much, how many more followers do those 200 people have? Like cater to them. And those 200 people might share it, might repost you. Uh, like one of the things I've been able to do and, and it literally skyrocketed me was the giveaways. You know, if I talk about, I'm gonna pay somebody 200, I mean 2,000 to $5,000 on a referral. Some people don't believe that. Like how can you do that? How can you afford it? And all honesty, the ones that called me out on that were my own competitors. Like, I don't, know, I don't understand how you could do it because the norm was $500 referral fee in the real estate business. And so it's like, oh, you guys want to know how? Let me just give away the money then. So I started giving away $1,000. Yeah, I just gave away 1000 bucks. And people don't know, it was close to 1,500 people that engaged in that giveaway. As well, I was reshared close to like 70, 80 times. So you guys already know. You just get it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you just get what a lot of these... A lot of these uh, I call them, they're going to extinct. They're going to be extinct here soon. Like, like for me, it's like the old insurance agents. Yeah. They know how to market, right? They just don't get it. But, yeah. but you no, know, all that, bro, is like just that giveaway alone puts you in a, like put me in front of, I don't, based off the, like, the last time I checked it out, I think put me in front of like fifteen to 20,000 people. And what people don't know is like I gave away a thousand bucks. It got me in front of like almost 15,000 people, but we closed two deals out of that. Mm. These literally came in. It verified everything. Like uh, so one, now the people that didn't believe now believe Two, the people that that uh were questioning like well is is he legit it's like now we just give him money only wakes up and gives away a thousand bucks we gave people away like and verified yeah. too like yeah. you're, you're verifying like that you've given them yeah they'll come money. in we'll give them in person that's the reason i even made it like you have to be in vegas that 
you have to be in Vegas. We want to make sure that you're you're here and you come in person, collect it. And that's what it did, man. I, there was this one guy who won, and he's like, I only participated to see if it was if it was legit. I won. I don't want it. Thanks, bro. Like that's um, wild. Yeah, he reposted. He's like, I won. But he's like, I don't want the money, bro. So thank you so much. And he had a large uh, instrument phone. He had close to fifteen thousand people. But he participated just to see if he'll win, and he did win. And validation. Yeah. And now he's like, all the time when I post into motivation or real post me, real share me. So now it just it gets the whole community to be like, oh crap, this is legit. Like, and as well, it goes so far like going talking about uh, some people want to sell a lifestyle, and and I've seen it all the time. It's like we've seen guys that are up and coming doing a fifty dollar giveaway. How are you gonna talk about making a million dollars, or you make a hundred thousand per month, or you make two hundred thousand, and you give them like fifty bucks, bro? That's disrespectful. Put your money out there. Yeah, if you if put your money where your mouth is, like if you're really yes. making a million dollars, why don't you give away a car? and freaking just blast off you know reality but that's kind of why i say like if you're if you're making that type of cash flow and you understand how to brand your stuff you understand you need people and then people are going to like feed back to your business some way somehow but i'm all about that and we did that uh giveaway like five times giveaway and it's and it's all subliminally people don't know but the reason we gave away five giveaways adds up to five thousand dollars i'm gonna pay you five thousand five thousand people even though they know it's subliminal they don't they don't care they don't care they just feed into it they don't care that's 37 37 uh beats man like the Dr. Dre beat headsets. We gave away uh, not even cheap ones. It was these expensive ones, you know, three hundred dollar ones. We found a guy who sells them cheap out here. We bought all his his whole uh, his whole inventory of it, and we gave away thirty seven beats. But people are like, why'd you give away a particular beat? Because people go to the gym, they work out, they want to wear something. So it's just like now they're thinking about me daily. Now there's thirty seven people out there in Vegas thinking about me in some way, somehow daily. They know that I give them that product. They're not gonna throw it away. You know, yeah. they're not throw away. You that. understand. You understand the power of of. In, of reinvesting in your business, yeah. like a lot of people are afraid that they're hanging on to their money. Yeah. They don't. They don't want to put out there. But just like GC says, money's to be used. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it really, he says something. That it don't take money to make money. It takes courage to make money. Oh yeah, I remember that one. But it's definitely. Right, <laughs> you're over here throwing out fucking five grand. Like that's courageous, dude. Right. Like, 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 people, people, people criticize it, but at the end of the day, uh, I think Mayweather said it best. Like, you're either gonna pay to watch me win, or you're gonna pay to watch me lose. So then you're still watching and in social media if they're watching it's giving you algorithm and it's boosting your page up so i love it bro that's good man. that's some real that's some real bombs right there all right three go yeah no so we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there a lot of people maybe want to opening their own business obviously you've done it starting with the car wash you've done it you know now with you know property plug buying my block um, three principles or advice you would give to somebody principles of advice or something three tips three quick things like listen do this this and that and i'll get you a little further uh one don't overthink it two be patient and three uh give up your sleep honestly like if you're if you're struggling you're sleeping eight hours a day you really ain't struggling you know you're Mm -hmm. choosing to be in that position do you notice that like you have to Keep changing your lifestyle. Do you feel like you have to keep adapting. Keep oh yeah, now I sleep more now than than I did like two years ago. I was I was on two hour, three hour sleeps, so man, and I think that's what affected it as well. Like we talked about it before off the mics, it was the weight. The weight I was so focused on the numbers, so I added on weight and stress, a level of stress. It, it threw me off. It's not because I make unhealthy choices all the time. It was more because of stress. I was so focused on the business. Yeah. But it was a sacrifice I was willing to make at that time to be able to. Then I was like, if I'm if I'm still blessed to be able to continue this journey, I'll adjust then. So now I'm sleeping in earlier. I go. To, I still wake up early, but I go to bed. I try to get at least six hours of sleep now. But before I was in three, if it wasn't reading, if it wasn't adjusting, if it wasn't 
critiquing something in my business or going back and analyzing and literally going into details, then, you know, it's, I, I found something to do at that time. Or if it was to stay up all night, literally engaging in over 2,000 people's accounts and going to people liking pages, like commenting, dropping this, sending messages and stuff like that. And even till today, um, I'll pick a day out of the week that I stay up and I'll respond to two to 300 messages at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I just think when you, all I hear is obsession and dedication. That's it. That's all I hear. And That's GC it. talks about like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm man. I, I'm not a big Grant Cardone fan no more, but definitely I, I have a lot. I see. I can see why he's been trying to sell us like everything left hooks, left yeah. to right. Yeah. I feel like. It's become more of a product now. But at first, yeah. I was, he was dropping a lot of knowledge. Yeah, at first, yeah. But, you know, and he's done something other people would never do, man. Like, I think this, this is going to be very rare to see somebody do what Grant Cardone did because he gave away so much knowledge, but he also sold it. And the same, said the same thing you were paying thousands of dollars for, he had already given it out for free. Exactly. So, yep. So if you want to go find all the, some of his old stuff, and you yeah. just got to go dig it. But yeah. The information's there. It's free. It's the same thing. He was yeah. giving it away for free. What I love is, like, uh, in building this community that we have with uh, with barbells and briefcases is that, you know, 30, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, like, you'll be that real estate dude, you know, that, <laughs> hopefully, like, you know, ho- you know, ho- hopefully everybody that, you know, that we have will someday be those people that everybody's talking about. Um, it's 30 years from now, speaking of 30 years from now, it's 30 years from now and you listen to this podcast, like, you, like, you just play it 30 years from now. What are you telling your future self? Like, what are you claiming into existence? Like, what what are you gonna say right now to where like you look at it thirty years from now and be like, oh shit! Like, I, I, I said I was gonna do X, Y, and Z, and it's here. Shit, man. I think it's about uh, for me. Like at that point in time, it's like I want to make sure I, I help my kids build their empire. Like whatever empire there is. Like I don't. I'm not thinking selfishness. Like how how far can I get or how much money can I make. It's about in 30 years from now, can I help my kids build their empire? And can I be there for each one of them to build a particular empire? So as long as I can help them accomplish that, then, you know, we're starting young right now with my, with my oldest. Uh, she has a big school project coming up right now. And it's doing our first economic business plan. And it's just like I'm teaching her real estate in a sense. So we're going to sell. Uh, they're gonna, she has to sell to the first graders their first uh, the first house, so we're gonna sell them cooking houses, but they're gonna with three percent down uh, or ten percent down of uh, twenty bucks, which is two dollars. They're gonna be able to buy the first house, so we're gonna do that at the school project. But as long as in thirty years from now, man, I can help my kids build their their empire. That's what's all about for me. I like it. anything. Anything else? That's a, that's an awesome one, yeah. by the way. Nah, man, I'm I'm kind of self. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It's not really. I don't know. It's not like I always I always think about like. Uh, what's the empire that's going to be left, man? What's the empire that's going to be left? Uh, of course, like, I want to make sure that they understand, like, like why I did certain things and, and sacrificing the work, but... How old are they? You have two kids? I got three, so okay. I got seven, five, and four. And do you believe teaching them principles like this at a young age is valuable? Uh, I teach them right off the bat, bro. Like, I wish that was something my parents would have taught me, you know? Like, uh, we talk about hard work, but we don't talk about what to do to earn it or how to level up and how to scale. So right off the bat, I'm teaching my four-year-old, like, you want something, you got to negotiate with me. We're us, they negotiating with her, you know? So I mean? you're basically teaching your kids something you wish your parents would have taught Yeah, yeah. I wish I uh, go build your own empire, man. like, in some sort of way. Like, I'm teaching my oldest right now. She sees me on Instagram all the time. And, and when she sees me talking sometimes or on it, she's like, are you talking to your audience? Or what are you saying to your audience? So I've had her, I bought her a camera for Christmas, like, similar to when you have 
and I have her record videos and I tell her like pretend you have an audience because I don't want her on social media yet so I was like pretend, pretend you have an audience what would you tell your audience and I'll challenge her like go outside and talk to me about how you're coming out to the house and what are you doing and sometimes I catch her doing that like hey, today she'll be playing with her dolls and she's recording like how what they're doing and stuff like that and she'll talk to her audience so it's just like I want her to already start building that platform at a young age you got a young YouTube star on the way hopefully baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome no, I love that because when I see uh, somebody who I really admire is Will Smith, mm, and you yeah. see what he's done for his family. Absolutely, it's incredible. Yeah. Like he's he's his, he's literally at Coachella performing with his son. Like, yeah. could you imagine like how that must feel? Like, yo, like I created. Do you remember the Dave Chappelle where he was just like yeah. he's like <laughs> this kid brought him like a little macaroni fish design, whatever. He's just like, man, yeah. you came out of me. Like, like <laughs> this is a trip. Anywho. Um, as far as uh, expansion, do you plan on going to other other states? You know, or, or are, you, are you pretty much pitching your tent out here in Vegas? Nah, man, we're gonna we're gonna set up shop here. We're gonna make sure that we become the number one investment company here. Like I said, we haven't even scratched the surface. So. Love it. Yeah, and Vegas is growing. Yeah, eighteen thousand. Right eighteen thousand real estate agents in Vegas right now, bro. Licensed agent. I'm an investor, so until all eighteen thousand know who I am, I'm not done here. So. Boom. Cool, man. Hey, well, as we wrap up, man, I just want to acknowledge you for a couple things, bro. Kenny, uh, your authenticity, man. You're so authentic. You're so true to yourself, man. Like, you're true to your core, and you're never going to get away from that or stray away from that. And I think that's what makes you so uh, such a phenomenal leader, which is the second thing I want to um, acknowledge you for is that you put everybody before yourself. Like, and you mean that. There's some people that say that, but you're the really a, the, the, the true leader that eats last. I don't think too many leaders understand that concept, you know, and so, um, and you could tell, I mean, he's shaking his head up and down. It's like, you could tell that, um, that you're creating something awesome here and, uh, you have a huge heart, you know, you, you really do care for people. Um, you know, the message that you're sending through social media is, is, is so, uh, it, it's so, uh, you, you can tell that you're, you you mean well, you know what I'm saying? And that, that you're, you're preaching a good message, you know, the, the, the not faking it till you make it, the, you know, everything like that. So, um, so just a couple of acknowledgements, but as far as, yeah, man, as far as, uh, how our listeners can find you, plug in your social media platforms, plug in all your, um, all your yeah, IGs. I'm stuck on Instagram right now, man. So property plug, I mean, property underscore plug. That's where I'm at right now on Instagram. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> I don't really, don't message me on Facebook. I'm not on there no more. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, man, I just appreciate you all your time. I know Nick threw out a couple of acknowledgements out there for you. I just want to say that I appreciate you. Thank you, bro. I know you're going to make a difference in the city Thank along you. with us. Well, we're oh, trying we to do, that's why we got you yeah. on this platform. Yeah, appreciate it. We brought you on this podcast today because I know this this message was powerful. Like, you dropped some dimes today. Thanks, bro. Appreciate and uh, I know we're going to get a lot of feedback. With that said, guys, if you found this podcast valuable, leave a five star review. If not, leave drop a comment. Tell us what your thoughts are. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Barbells and Briefcases, Instagram, Barbells and Briefcases. Um, any gear, go to barbellsbriefcases.com. It's a little light, but we are dropping. We got a surprise for you guys. Olympia is coming September. Um, we're going to make a huge impact. We're just getting a little momentum now. Uh, well, we got some new gear coming your way. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Say anything, Nick? That's it. Kenny, thank you so much for having us today. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you guys. We're out. Thank you.